Transformational truth number 24. Fear has a way of making average look attractive. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Hey everybody, welcome to Transformational Truths. Today we have a special guest, Karen Farrell Rhodes. Karen is the founder of Shockingly Different Leadership, a global human capital professional services firm that is changing the way companies scale up their strategic people, learning, and culture initiatives during peak periods of work. Karen has a deep passion for up-leveling leader capability and optimizing organizational workforces to do their best work. After a decade researching the behaviors and tactics of some of the world's most high-achieving leaders and organizations, she has become a leading thinker on driving impact and influence through a concept she coined called differentiated leadership. Karen is a certified high executive potential leadership coach, a master action learning facilitator, a design thinking facilitator, and the author of Lead at the Top of Your Game. Karen and I had a fantastic interview, so let's just go ahead and jump into it. So here's today's transformational truth. Fear has a way of making average look attractive. And today we're talking about the obstacle of fear that often keeps leaders from discovering their greatest potential. The fear of failure, the fear of what other people think will often tempt you to play it safe. And you should be taking risks and leading boldly. Cultivating our potential as leaders will require us to do things that we've never done before. And honestly, in some cases, we've never even seen them done before. You've got to make up your mind that you're going to be successful in spite of fear. In fact, I often say that the most dangerous thing that can happen to you is not failure. The most dangerous thing that could happen is that we become successful at the wrong thing. And here helping us unpack today's transformational truth is Karen Rhodes. Karen, welcome to Transformational Truths. We're super excited to have you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I have been looking forward to this interview since I found out that it was on the calendar. And Karen, the more I dug and the more research I did, I was just excited. I was giddy. I was thrilled uh, to talk to somebody uh, who, with a light passion and experience and expertise, I just know you're going to help a lot of people today. So you ready to get started? I'm ready. Let's jump right in. Karen, you're a high-impact consultant who works with high-impact executives. In fact, you recently wrote a fantastic article that was published on Forbes.com entitled, Three Strategies for Leaders Addicted to Both Success and Fear of Failure. I've got to tell you, I absolutely love the title of this article, and we're going to talk more about that in just a moment. But for now, can you share with us why do so many leaders wrestle with this fear of failure? You know, that's a great question. Um, the reasons are many, um, and they're customized to, you know, every leader and every individual. But um, what I like to say is there is a red thread that runs through 
the reasons that um, most people have that fear of failure. And that red thread um, has to do with um, self-validity and a sense of belonging. Mm. And um, if you think back, now I'm an industrial organizational psychologist uh, by education. So I study a lot of human behavior um, in the world of work and business. And if you think back to caveman days, um, success was built on, um, based on survival. You know, when you were successful, you, you survived. And if you weren't, failure was built on, uh, if you failed, that meant that, you know, you would um, either <laughs> die or struggle. And in today's environment, it's similar the same way. And today, um, if you struggle, uh, that means that um, it impacts your self-worth mm. and, and it potentially impacts the perception of those who you're trying to lead or your followership, you know, your audience or your followership. So um, we as leaders um, do our best to try to avoid uh, that uh, fear of failure um, because um, that means that it is impacting our self-worth in leading others and trying to create the action that will be a gift to the world. Mm, Yeah, that's so good. Self-worth. Karen, I've discovered is really at the root of a lot of, of issues with, with the human condition. We're (laughs) all wanting to believe we're valuable. We all want to feel like we are valued and it is, it's interesting when we don't sense that. Absolutely. uh, How often we will attempt to cope in unhealthy ways. Have you seen this, observed this, experienced this in your own, in your own um, consulting and coaching other leaders? Um, coping in unhealthy ways? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We don't wake up in the morning um, not wanting to succeed. We, in general, the human behavior wants to shine. You know, they, we want to show up as our best selves. And when that is not validated or we're not able to do so, um, that's when we start to question uh, mm. why. And those that can lead to, if not handled appropriately, uh, negative or um, self-harming behaviors, such as, you know, um, go anywhere from just experiencing imposter syndrome to uh, bad behaviors like depression or um, abuse of, you know, um, substances, um, outbursts of anger. And, you know, it shows up in a Mm. variety of different ways based on the individual, but it is absolutely common. Yeah. Throughout the world. In your article, you highlight a conversation you had with a client that I think so many of our listeners can relate to. Um, in your conversation, the client mentioned feeling like an addict. And I just want to go ahead and, and pick up the article there and just read this short excerpt for our listeners because okay. it's just so rich. Um, he said, My two drugs of choice are the desire to succeed in everything I do and the fear of failing in anything I do. Wow. (laughs) You went on to say, his revelation so resonated with me because not only had I shared similar feelings as a former corporate executive, but I could also point to numerous stories of both famous and everyday leaders who have stated that they struggle with the same two quagmires. Mm -hmm. Karen, I don't know if I've ever 
read a more concise diagnosis of the current paradigms of leadership that really haunt, I think, kind of haunt our leadership culture today than, than this one. Yeah. Um, it resonates with so much. I don't think there's a leader out there worth their salt that can't relate to that, that statement. Right. In your expert opinion, why do we as leaders wrestle with this double addiction? Yeah. You know, if I could um, solve that question, I'd probably be a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's kind of the reason why there are, you know, millions of books on leadership, but uh, leaders still struggle, right? Um, So that it's infinite of the reasons. But I will just say that um, back to what I mentioned, we kind of wake up wanting to show up as our best selves and serve our audience or our teams or whoever it is we um, we're bit to serve. And as leaders, you, you know, you, you, you have to take a step forward. Leadership is all about taking action. It's right. hard to be considered a leader if you're just, you know, um, sitting down all day, not, not taking action in it one way or, or another, but taking action means you're putting yourself out on a limb to be uh, evaluated, to be reviewed, um, where people are, are gaining a perception or, or judging you on how well mm. you are um, holding up that leadership mantle. And that's an uncomfortable space to be in. I don't yeah. care how outgoing and eccentric you are. Um, it's something to be you know, put out there to have everyone judge and you want to do your best job, but uh, when it may not happen and all leaders face this at one time or another, um, it ends up being a, a challenge to both their psyche and also to those that you're trying to lead, because sometimes they will then question whether they're in the right space or whether you're the right leader for them. Mm. Yeah. When you talk about, you know, going out on a limb, exposing yourself to evaluation, and obviously that's something we should all crave because mm-hmm evaluation helps produce growth. It helps us identify the blind spots in our leadership and in our life. But Karen, that's scary, especially if you, you know, wrestle with the addiction to both um, not wanting to, you know, be successful um, and not wanting to fail. I mean, you know, when you're really not sure about your, as you said, self-worth or value, Mm -hmm. that is a very frightening uh, scenario. How do you cope with that when you wrestle already with self-worth, how do you navigate that space and embrace it? Well, it's not easy, obviously, but what I usually coach my clients to do, I always say, there's nothing that you can't course correct short of murder, right? (laughs) So if (laughs) you're here, you're living and breathing, um, even if you make a, a wrong step along the way, or if you want to revise something, you have that opportunity to do so. And it's all about your approach, your transparency. Mm. Um, you know, leaders aren't expected to know every single thing. They're just expected to, um, to lead the decision-making process of the best next course of action. Mm. So if you take that charge internally and, um, and try to do that, um, you can always course correct along the way. And even if you do fail, which a lot of leaders do, I tell you, if you interview, and I have a ton, um, they've all experienced times of um, heartbreak and failure on initiatives that, that they were working on. But um, having a mindset of 
learning from those experiences and turning yes. those learnings into a positive and sharing that back with those good. that you're trying to lead ends up being an educational experience for that's everyone. So Mm. And that's, you can't beat that. That's a positive. And that will get, they will give you the grace and space um, to make the course corrections when you're vulnerable, tell, you know, tell the truth and share the experiences with them. Oh my goodness. That's so good. You're Karen's already dropping transformational <laughs> truths of her own today. Uh, I want to highlight a couple of those. She talked about the importance of being vulnerable and transparent with others when we blow it, basically when we when we yeah. do fail. There's something about that. I I know for myself uh, personally, Karen, when I'm interviewing a leader, one of the things I'm really looking for is is have they had a big failure yet? Mm -hmm. Have have they where have they failed? Because there's something that develops inside of us when we learn how to work through a failure, how to overcome a failure. Um, it, it is oftentimes a painful classroom, but it is oftentimes a very effective one as well. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. What would you say to that in terms of embracing the failure? I mean, I think because there's, you know, there's sort of this unspoken um, concept in the leadership world that that failure is final. That's simply not true. What, would you speak to that for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. Failure is not final. Failure is um, kind of a speed bump in the road, but the road is still there and the path is still forward. Um, so you're absolutely right uh, that it's not the, the end uh, whatsoever. And any leader that tells you that they haven't had an obstacle, a roadblock, or a speed bump, then um, I would kind of give them the side eye because I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's even realistic uh, right. in any way, shape, or form. Um, but the way you approach those challenges are, and you have to find a healthy way to do so, you know, that works for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I I say this often to my team. Um, mm -hmm. You'll you'll never be more powerful than your willingness to be vulnerable. And, absolutely. Yeah, and I've just discovered that people relate more to Clark Kent than Superman. And <laughs> they do. And the reality mm -hmm. that that we've all blown it, that we've all got blind spots, we've all got weaknesses, and I think what you said is so important, um, mm -hmm. worth repeating. If you're just honest and vulnerable, there is a manifestation of grace that often appears in that environment. Yes. What makes me nervous is when people deny the fact that they missed it or failed. That yeah. tells me that they're either not trustworthy or they're not self-aware. I'm not sure which one I'm more afraid of. And <laughs> I'd be afraid of them both. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be afraid of them both. And can I give a quick tip? Please. Um, I use, also recommend to uh, clients is that when, especially when they've taken on new leadership roles or they're meeting their teams for the first time or they have a new member that comes to the team, I always recommend them considering giving a disclaimer up front and say, you know, mm. hey, I know that I'm, you know, have, I'm quote unquote appointed the leader of the team. I'm going to give it my all, my 100% to do so. But just realize that I know that I'm not perfect. I may not have all the answers. Uh, I look to you all um, to help give insights and I have an open door for doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, when we have to make a strategic decision to move forward, um, know that I will make the best decision I can based on the information um, mm. 
and facts that I have at that point in time and know that I have your best interest at heart. And having that upfront disclaimer, to your point, um, carves that road for the space and grace for when those obstacles do happen because they know that you're not perfect and the fact that you've acknowledged it up front before things have gotten crazy will will buy you the time to figure it out. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. is gold. And I want to encourage our listeners. You're going to want to hit rewind and listen to that last 60 seconds, probably two or three times. Make sure you get this in your heart because Karen Mm -hmm. is dropping gold today. And what she just shared could save a lot of leaders, a lot of heartache uh, in time. I know there's a temptation to put up the front and, and pretend to have all of the answers, but we just set ourselves up for failure. Karen, my goodness. Um, we do. <laughs> this is so rich today. One of the pieces of advice that, that you offered in your article that I absolutely loved, mm-hmm. you said, be okay with not being okay. Yes. This is so so important. Can you unpack this a little bit further for us? Yes. Um, What I was trying to share is um, basically what we've talked about um, for the podcast thus far is everything is not going to be perfect. And we, as a leader, um, we need to understand that um, every action we take um, is may not live up to our expectations. And we've got to be okay with that. And um, remember, I said that nothing short of murder is nothing we can't try to course correct or right. change. So everything is figure outable. Um, but we just want as leaders to use the facts and data that we know and the learnings that we've gained and make the our an educated guess on the best next step to take and take mm. the step. Because once you Mm. take that step, other doors will open, doors of insight and um, knowledge that, you know, you can use for information to take your next step. So just be okay that you may not know uh, where to go next. Be okay that um, there will be times of uh, failure or challenge um, and know that it's okay to feel that way and feel insecure. Oh, that's so good. Let's, you know what, let's talk about that for a second, because there is often, I've discovered sort of a misconception Mm -hmm. about good leadership and insecurity. I think sometimes you look at a leader like yourself, Mm -hmm. who has made such a tremendous impact already. Uh, You're influencing um, thousands of leaders uh, through your writing, through your consultation, through your coaching, you have attained a level of success that a lot of people will look at and say, man, Karen, she got it together, man. She, <laughs> she's never had an ounce of insecurity. She probably has never laid awake at night and wondered, um, do I have what it takes? Or wondered, um, you know, am I going to get this right? Or wondered, is it going to ever fall apart? Like she's probably never had those thoughts. But, you know, I've discovered all of the high impact leaders that I've had the opportunity to, to know or interview um, they've all somewhere along the line had to wrestle with their own fears and insecurities. Absolutely. For those that are listening, who have this perception that, you know, you're Superman and super women run the world. They never have a doubt in their mind of any insecurity in their mind. <laughs> what would you say to them? Oh gosh. You know, I, I, I shared, um, uh, in the article as well that I, 
I live it every day. You know, I try, I wake up trying to be the best leader of my organization I can and be the best leader working with my clients um, that I can. And there are always times when, you know, you kind of question yourself or you have a fear of not showing up as your best self. Um, one thing that I do personally, um, I do have accountability partners. So, mm. um, you know, when, when I'm in those periods of self-doubt, um, I have a few close friends that I can call, even if it's for a five minute ego boost or sanity check. Um, it's amazing how that can give you new energy uh, to move forward. Uh, I do uh, pray and meditate and use a, a lot of other um, tools um, to stay in reality, stay present and to move forward. But I will say there are some times when I'm in my own head and I feel paralyzed mm -hmm. for a second or two. And during those times, sometimes I've got to give myself a few minutes to maybe take a walk and regroup. Um, yeah because that's what I need at that moment. And whatever it is that your audience needs at that moment to get them back on track, that's what they should give themselves space to do. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, that is uh, so good. Um, I want to highlight something that Karen just said. She said that she has relationships, life speakers. She has people that believe in her, have her best interest in mind, that she is given permission to uh, speak to her, to speak to that potential, to encourage her. Um, she's built relationships where she can be vulnerable and trust them. That is so, so valuable. Uh, and you Karen, have to give it back to others. Let me just say that too. So ah, <laughs> it's a two-way street. So you have to be open to return yes. the favor to those as well. The law of reciprocity. The law yes. of reciprocity. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Karen, for the leader that's listening, who knows uh, their fear of failure is causing uh, some leadership paralysis, what would you say to encourage them to move forward despite feeling that fear? Just for a moment, mm -hmm. uh, you're that voice that you just talked about. Um, what would you say to encourage them? What would you say to, to give them the courage to get back in the game? You know, um, a lot of times leaders um, struggle because they have a need for perfectionism, you know, and to mm. be perfect in, the, in what they do and in the eyes of others. And there's a quote, um, I won't get it correct, but there's a quote that says perfectionism um, is like the epitome of self-abuse. Um, mm. And... Um, and, you know, you don't want to put yourself in that situation um, as a leader. So let go of <laughs> the need for being perfect and being perceived as perfect. Just be authentic. Um, do your best and share your story along uh, the journey, along the way. Because if people understand um, what's going on, where you're struggling, what additional information you're trying to get, uh, and they'll feel more invested and bought mm. in. And when that happens, you you know definitely will see your um, ability to make a strong impact uh, accelerate. So I would say let go of the perfectionism or the need for to be perceived as perfect 
and just um, take your baby steps one move at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. I'm, I, you know, I'm a pastor, and so um, we have these conversations often. Um, excellence is a value that we that we carry at uh, the church that I pastor. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I remind my team of all of the time that excellence is not the same thing as perfection. That no. Only one ever achieved mm-hmm. perfection, and um, we are not him. And no. uh, yeah, uh, but we can uh, we can pursue excellence. Wow, that is so good. Um, mm-hmm. It has been such a rich interview. Uh, the transformational truth that we are tackling today is fear has a way of making average look attractive. Karen, where can people find you? Oh, great. Um, they can actually find me um, on my website, uh, shockinglydifferent.com. Um, I do run a firm called Shockley Different Leadership. So shockinglydifferent.com. Um, you can also find me um, on most social media outlets. Um, Twitter is um, Karen Rhodes. And remember, my name is spelled with two A's. So that makes me a little different. It's K-A-R-A-N. So Karen yes. Rhodes. Um, and the same way you can find me on um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn and Twitter, I'm on constantly. Um, emails on the website if you need to reach me. And um, But thank you so much for having me. Well, it has been absolutely rich, and I want to encourage everybody to connect with Karen. Um, She's a gifted author. She brings incredible um, meat to the table when she shares. It is applicable. It is practical. It is wisdom. Um, And if you'd like to connect with Karen, please check out the links that we've included in the show notes. And if transformational truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor, take a moment, go to Apple iTunes, rate the show, write us a quick review, because I want to help you restore the joy to your life and your leadership. Karen, thanks for being with us. Thank you.